Welcome back to another TMT Agent Spotlight. My name is Tyler Miller, the team leader of the Tyler Miller team. And this week, I am privileged and honored to be sitting here with the wonderful Nathan Atkinson. How's it going, buddy? It's going great. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. The crowd goes wild. Um, so for those of you who haven't listened to our, uh, agent spotlight podcast, uh, the reason that I'm doing this is, you know, the, our Tyler Miller team here consists of many amazing agents and team members, and it's really hard to, um, have everybody get their recognition. And so once a week, I'm trying to feature the agent that's been putting in the work doing all the right things to, uh, help our clients and also help their own business. And, uh, Nathan, has absolutely been crushing it as of late. Um, and so, <clears throat> Nathan, just so everybody's aware, in the past 30 days, Nathan, you have set 11 appointments. Mm-hmm. Four, you've done four open houses. Mm-hmm. And you have received two accepted offers. So far. That's another round of applause. And one of these. Because, be. hey, Tim, two offers, baby. Um I mean, that's just a massive uh, amount of action that you're obviously taking for your business and uh, super, just super proud of you. And it's been fun to watch you just kind of turn it on and and stay super laser focused throughout the winter and kind of now into the spring market. So I'm positive you're going to have your absolute best year ever. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, So let's get into some questions so we can get to know Nathan a little bit better. So let's start with, you know, for those, for those listening um, or watching uh, who haven't met you before, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, maybe how long you've been in the industry, and uh, what you did before real estate, what you like to do for fun. You have the floor, sir. Ooh. Okay. So I got into real estate in 2020. November of 2020 is when I got my Wisconsin license. And I thought, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to get my license. I'm going to sell so many houses. The market's on fire. Exactly. Uh, I sold like two houses in my first like 18 months. I had to go. How old were you though? 19. So that. 19 years old, ladies and gentlemen, uh, (laughs) got his real estate license. I got mine at 18, um, but I didn't do it full time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, ever since then I was going to college and all that stuff. So for you to get it. And like, that was your job every day. That's pretty amazing. You know, it was kind of scary for a little bit. I just watched my bank account go down and down and down and down. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. A little bit of money here and there for doing like weird odd jobs, like cleaning out a rental or helping someone move clients or whatnot. But posing as a male model. Yeah. Well, one guy thought when I was in Vegas, there was this, uh, what was it? A pizza delivery driver. And he like got out of the car. He's like seven, two, like the tallest human I've ever seen in my life. Like, I looked straight up at him, <laughs> and then we were talking or whatever, and it, like, came up, like, yeah, I'm a realtor. He's like, oh, I thought you'd be, like, an underwear model or something. Like, oh. <laughs> you could do both, baby. <sighs> I know. You could do both. I thought about giving him an extra, like, 20 bucks for the tip for just for that. Should we do a TMT calendar? Is that what I'm hearing? I think so, yeah. You, Eugene, <laughs> Coleman, Corey, oh, boy. Uh, I'll stay out of that one. All of us? We'll just be every single month. Yeah. New pose each month. Um, okay. So you got your license in Wisconsin at 19. Yes. Cause you're a crazy person. Yeah. Third, second or third youngest ever at the brokerage. So they had 120 offices, one 18 year old and two 19 year olds ever. Yeah. It's incredible. So how'd that go? Not well that first 18 months. I mean, it's just a lot of like, you don't know what you don't know. Like I didn't really know what to do. And I was like, 19. it was a tough market too, dude. I mean, it was, it was it was crazy for people who have been in the industry and you had a book of business, you had listings, like it was going great. But if you're brand new and 
going to write an offer and there's 25 other offers, you're just like, what the heck am I doing here? Yeah, like I would get some people from like Op City and stuff like that. But I mean, in terms of sphere, I really had nothing out there. Like, yeah, because you know, you're originally from up here. So where? Oak Grove. Oak Grove. Yep. So went to graduated from St. Francis. So everyone I knew was in college or not in Wisconsin. So just kind of lost that whole aspect of business and then just, you know, had Op City and whatnot, but just never really like I didn't really figure out how to properly do mm-hmm. it. Like, I think. Uh, that one time when we called when I was still in Wisconsin, you're like, the goal is always to set an appointment. I was like, oh, wow. Like, didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely grilled you on the phone. But I, yeah, ever since the day that we talked, because I believe if I remember right, you reached out to me mm-hmm. via email. Mm-hmm. And then we shortly thereafter talked on the phone. And then you actually came and visited me in the office. Mm-hmm. And like, I think we sat in this exact office for like two hours that day. Yeah. Um, and one thing was very clear is you were uh, wise beyond your years as far as like what this world is about, um, how to be committed to goals. And, and um, it was clear to me, I'm like, you're, you're gonna be a rock star. You just need some proper guidance and just like little it's just those little things here and there that you just need to kind of put yourself over the edge um you had the you had the work ethic i mean like i said you or like you said you sold a couple homes in a year or so and you didn't quit you wanted more right and that's like (laughs) but that but that is the key to success you know you're you know this is what you want to do Mm -hmm. and you're going to make it work and uh you know, it's starting to come together for you. So yeah. it's been fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun to just kind of watch it all come together. But I mean, a lot of that is, I don't know. I just feel like really lucky to have been hired onto the team. Like the way it worked out was I was at a point where I'm like, like I'm running out of money. Like I'm not selling houses. Like what's, what do I do? Like mm-hmm. what should I do? And, um, you know, I just kind of went through bouts of like, do I stay in the business? Do I not? And then just for whatever reason, one week I was all pumped up. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like stay in the business. Yeah. And then I decided like I was going to move to Minnesota. And so I just went on realtor.com and looked up top teams and just mm-hmm. went through as many teams as I could. And by far, like your profile was the one that I was like, if I could work anywhere, it's going to be right there. And so if I figured, you know, he's busy, so I'll send an email, give it 24 hours. If he doesn't respond, it's whatever. And I'll just email the next 10 or whatever. Yeah. And then you responded within 24 hours. And I was like, cool, let's see where this goes. Yeah. And I'm here now. It's awesome, man. Um, and like I tell you guys all the time, like in life, especially in real estate, the squeaky wheel gets a grease. So, I mean, kudos to you for even just asking, like, just, Hey, what does this look like to be on the team? Because yeah, a lot no of people just, hiring or not. well, yeah, a lot of people just assume like, Oh, I, you know, they're not going to take me. I've sold two houses. I'm from Wisconsin. I smell like Packer fans and it's just not going to work. Um, but if you don't know, unless you ask, right. And I'm thankful you did because you, you set the tone for the team in a lot of ways. Um, tell us what you like, what, what do you do before real estate? I mean, you were probably like, in high school. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so I worked at a pizza place and a golf course at the time. So I went to college when I was 18. So I graduated from St. Francis, then went to school in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And I don't know, college really, like school was never my thing. Like I never really liked high school. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't. But when I got to college, like I was more so excited to like play sports. Like I was going to play soccer, run track there. And I thought that was going to be a lot of fun just trying to like, you know, play college sports. And, uh, you know, I got in and just kind of came in with injuries so like it took a while to get going in soccer then I finally got going played like two three games kind of felt like oh yeah like I'm starting to get the hang of this Mm -hmm. tore my MCL you know end of the season 
Um, was that your last time like playing? Last time playing like soccer at that level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I broke my wrist in college and mm-hmm. in football and that was it too. I was just like, well, it's probably my sign that yeah. I'm just not as strong or as fast as the rest of these guys. So I probably should stop this. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, obviously kind of more of a freak injury, you know, like just twist wrong or something. Right. It was, I had my leg out and then some guy came through and he was trying to kick the ball oh, as hard as he could. So yeah. my knee went way to the side. Yeah. The guy next to me thought I shattered my ankle. Oh, did you know right away? So I went down and then I got up and I like couldn't, I tried to get up and I couldn't get up at first. I'm like, well, that's weird. Yeah. And then they like were moving down the field with the ball. So I tried to sprint after them and I felt like a pop. Ooh. And then I was like, uh, that's not good. But I still played like the last 15 <laughs> minutes of the game. just kind of like jogging around. So like, did it not hurt? Two minutes after the game, once I stopped moving, I was like, my knee is huge yeah. right now. And it just got bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where like my range of motion was like that. Because for me, when I broke my wrist, it didn't hurt. It went numb. Hmm. And I was just like, oh, that's weird. I was like kind of trying to like shake it. Like I definitely like could feel something was wrong, but I, I remember kind of like just trying to shake it off or whatever. And then like three, four hours later, I was like playing video games in my dorm room and like my wrist really started hurting. And I was like, I think I should go to the hospital just to check. And I had like a little fracture, but it's amazing what like adrenaline and just, I don't know, endorphins can do and just mask the pain. Yeah. Like I was jogging around and then within 12 hours, I like, I couldn't walk. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, what do you like to do for fun? Um, I mean, so I've been trying to get into the gym a lot more lately. So just try to get your swell on. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so that's been like a lot of fun. Just like, you know, at first I just kind of went and just did whatever, but now it's like trying to get more systematic with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like having goals and having things to work towards. So just kind of like setting goals and then just having like a systematic approach to get there, I think is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it's like with most people, it's like you go to the gym, you kind of see some improvements. You're like, oh, that's cool. Like, mm-hmm. I want to keep doing that. That's addicting. Mm-hmm. And then just the feeling of getting endorphins and all that and just being like a former athlete. I just feel like I need that release. Outlet. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I as a as a father of two kids and married and all that stuff, like it's harder and harder to get to the gym, but like it's definitely needed at time. Like you just you just gotta yeah have that outlet where you're just like I just gotta burn some like stress and energy and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, well, awesome. Um, and also for those of you listening, this is Nathan's first ever podcast, so I'm pretty pretty excited to <laughs> to be your first. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, we, it could, you know, on this team, we could get a little dicey. Let's move on. Um, All HR. Yeah, right. Well, I'm also HR, so. Oh, no. Um, next question. So, basically, what I, I, all I wrote was, you've been having lots of success recently as far as just every time I talk to you, you're setting appointments. I hear you on the phone. You're having success with people. You're able to handle objection handles which you've already been you've always been really good at that i remember even like our first ever appointment setting night like i would just throw leads at you and you were just calling people and like you you never seem phased which is cool um but like talk about like what is that secret whether it's your mindset what is it that you think makes you successful in this industry and success is defined in many different ways, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like what, when you look at your career someday and it's this just amazing thing, what do you think is your secret that has, that would have gotten you there? Just hard work, being delusional a little bit, I guess. Yeah. You know, I just think just blinders on. Yeah. Just kind of always going, you know, like with what you said, with like just emailing you, like I didn't think anything of that. Like I've, I've 
DM'd like influencers. I've emailed yeah. businesses. I just say like, I have this crazy idea. Like you got to hear this. And like, I know that no one's ever going to respond, but just having that just delusion that like something might come of this and just kind of the same thing with real estate, just being like, you know, I feel like something can come of this. Like I look at, you know, you and all the other guys at NSA that are doing mm -hmm. all these just crazy, crazy things. And it's like, well, that's like, I, I have the same license. I have the same job title. So like, why is that same 24 hours in a day, man? Exactly. And like, you know, I just think like, obviously like it would be weird for a 21 year old to go out and sell 80 houses. Right. But it's not impossible though. Not impossible. But I think just kind of having that mindset, like sky's the limit. Like I've just kind of always told myself, like, I just feel like I can do whatever just as long as like, it's, I feel like I can do whatever, but I know I have to put in work. So like, yep. if I want to be like, a, I don't know, a figure skater, like I got to put a lot of work in to be, a do you want to be a figure skater? skater? I don't want to be a figure skater, <laughs> but, um, I would, I would pay to go watch it. You would watch me fall and break something. <laughs> That's exactly why <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would not be a good show. I mean, a good example. So behind me on the wall, there's a, it's from the office. It's a, it's a Wayne Gretzky quote, but it's Michael Scott saying, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, right? And I think if there's anybody on the team other than myself that I would, like, apply that to, it's, like, you. Like, you you just you take your shot, right? I remember when you first started, and I'm, like, trying to explain to you, like, oh, yeah, we have our business partners at EXP now, and these are the people that are willing to help you. And then you just, like, randomly call up one of the top listing agents in the entire probably Midwest um, in Daniel DeRoche, who is one of our business partners here. And just be like, hey, can I, like, pick your brain? And, like, no other person probably has ever asked Daniel DeRoche that if they haven't sold, like, 100 homes, you know? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then you, like, met with him four times. A little bit more than that. Well, and you know, you know how many times I've met with Daniel DeRoche? Zero. Really? Yeah, like, one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, we, we've traveled together. We've, mm -hmm. you know, but I've never, like, I haven't traveled called him up and been like, hey, man, let's talk about business. Like, for you to even to do that after I, you know, I told him like, just do it. Uh, but for you to actually do it and then go on those appointments and learn any sort of invaluable information from him is a testament to like your mindset and just why I know you'll be great at this industry. Cause you're just, you don't, you don't let emotion get in your way of success, which is everybody gets in their head so much about stuff. And it's like, yeah, just do it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a lot about like, setting your goals and just doing everything you can to achieve them. And it's like, it doesn't really matter how you feel because you're not going to feel motivated every single day. Like motivation is just like an emotion that comes and goes like being sad, being happy. And it's like, if you just only work when you're motivated, you're only going to, it's like, if you only did stuff when you were sad, it's like, everyone has those things. Like I know. eat ice cream and pizza when I'm sad, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a very emotional eater. I also eat ice cream and pizza when I'm happy. I think I just eat ice cream and pizza a lot. That doesn't sound very keto. They have keto ice cream and they have keto pizza, in case you didn't know, Nathan. Well, I don't do keto. And I don't eat keto ice cream or pizza all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I just think there's no substitute for hard work. The worst that's going to happen if you ask somebody a question is they're going to say no. Nothing else is going to happen. So you might as well ask the question, right? And I think you just do that better than a lot of people. You just don't negotiate with your goals. That's my two cents. I don't know if you would agree. Yeah. I mean, I always, so I just always feel like I can be doing more doing something better. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I know, like, you know, I'm trying to just get more and more dialed in and it's like with the calls and stuff, like I just see myself making more and more as time goes on. Mm -hmm. Like I, 
you know, like at first making like five calls was really daunting. It's like, oh my God. And it's like old leads, like people that haven't inquired in four or five years, like they don't even know who we are at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, that's pre- a pretty cold call. And that was like, oh my God, like what am I doing? And then, you know, I got up to the point where like last night I made, or not last, was that last night? Yeah, last night I made like 44 calls. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's a lot more than five. And 44 more than probably 99% of the agents in the entire state made last night. You know what I mean? Like, that's the difference. And people like uh, Parker Pemberton, our partner, you know, says all the time, success leaves clues. And like, those are the clues you're leaving behind. Whenever I go into our lead pond and I'm going through leads and I'm just like looking and stuff, it's like, oh, there's Nathan again. There's Nathan again. There, You know, you're littered all over the place. There's clues of your success everywhere. Um, so for what it's worth, uh, I think anybody listening, any agents out there or people thinking about getting in the industry, like it's hard work. There's not this button that you press and just rains money from the sky. And, you know, it just doesn't work like that. You got to do the the nitty gritty hard work um, for a number of years before it starts to get a little easier. But then you still got to do the hard work if you want to grow your business. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, next question I had was so on our team, we did a award ceremony recently uh, our first ever millies award what was your millie light that you got never turns down a free lender lunch <laughs> that's very true any lenders listening um nathan Taking enjoys yeah and nathan enjoys a, a lender line an, a lender lunch and he also is going to have a lot more business to give so you might want to hit him up but he does like free lunches or free coffees yep or dinner or dinner I'll expand out to dinner yeah any of the um the female loan officers out there listening young young younger candlelit dinner you know whatever um, but, uh, please at, put my number yeah. right below the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just go to our website, tylermillerteam.com search for Nathan Atkinson and, uh, ladies, he is single currently. Boom. Um, <laughs> that was a Jaden, uh, Jaden Latecki callback. Um, but at the award ceremony, we gave out like, you know, we the fun awards where you, you didn't turn down a lender lunch all year, which was great. Um, but the good award, the, the one I thought that, uh, meant something to you would be the lion mode award. So on our team, um, early, well, not early, late last year during our business planning, we kind of, uh, shifted our mantra to, Hey, we're not, we're not going to do anything else other than productive activities. Let's, let's just go hunt. We're lions. Let's we're, we're always hungry. And, that's kind of the the definition of the Lion Mode Award, and I thought you were very deserving of that award because, like I was saying earlier, you're just always hunting, you know. And that's what has always made me a successful agent too. Is I'm I'm never satisfied. I'm always mm-hmm. hunting for more business to help as many people as I possibly can, change as many lives as possible. Whatever you want to have your calling be. Um, talk about what that award means to you. And how you've developed the mindset to have earned that award. Yeah, I mean, it means a lot just to be recognized for anything. But I think something like that where it's like kind of our like our team thing, like lion hunting, all that. Like it, it was really cool to get. But I think um, what developed that motivate, I mean, it's really just comes from motivation. Like I feel like I it's like I have to be hunting if I want to achieve my goals. Mm-hmm. And so... Because what's your job as a real estate agent? Do you remember? Prospect. To find the next deal, right? If you don't do your job, ladies and gentlemen, you'll be out Mm -hmm. of a job. Mm -hmm. And if we don't prospect and find the next deal, we don't have a job. 
If somebody says, my job is to buy and or help clients buy and sell houses, that person's not going to last very long because you got to go find the client, mm-hmm. right? So uh, anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah, I uh, kind of lost my train of thought now. Um, <laughs> but it's a lot of it is just like the motivation and just like the desire to achieve something, you know, and just want to just kind of better myself and just always kind of push what I think I can do. And yeah. so, you know, I think like June, July, I was like, I'm going to work really hard. Right. And I put in maybe 60 days of really consistent, hard effort. And then I went on a bit of a run and I got like, I don't know, seven or five mm-hmm. or six, I don't know, something like I that. I think it was got seven. A, I thought seven. I think I, maybe that was Jordan. Maybe you had five or six. It was, I know Jordan had a run plus or minus one, something yeah. like that, like six and six weeks or something. I was like, Oh wow, that's super cool. But by the end of it, I just kind of like, I don't know. I just got busy with putting deals under contract and didn't, mm-hmm. didn't prospect as much. It's always what and happens. Then, yeah. And then the, uh, then the market shifted too. So then I was like, Oh wow, like, <laughs> this sucks. But then, you know, you and just a lot of other people are like, this is a time to really double down and just like work and just kind of stack your pipeline. Yep. So, yep. It's a time when the market shifts like that, it's time to take market share. Mm-hmm. And cause it's really hard to stay motivated when it shifted that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did a really good job with that. So yeah, I was privileged to give you the first ever line mode award. So, uh, wear it proudly. It yeah. Wear it proudly this year. Uh, make, make sure I, my, my pick was justified. Oh, I'll try. I mean, my goal is to make like 200 dials a week or something at this point. Like if I can yeah. like try to have at least three prospecting nights a week, like I've talked about like, you know, doing one with Lauren, like every other Thursday that she gets a chance to, and just like, mm-hmm. really trying to like, just kind of push my boundaries and just try to like, you know, eventually do like a number where I'm maybe calling like 15 pride lands leads and like circle dialing on whatever days and like, mm-hmm. you know, probe or not probate absentee and just try and do like, do what I can just to get out there and just, you know, have more contacts yeah. and just try to like generate more business that way. Shoot your shot, man. Mm-hmm. Um, let's really quick talk about shift over to, uh, uh, our mentorship program. Mm. So on our team, we have a mentorship program. I've talked about that on both previous podcasts with Anessa and, and Jaden. Um, who's your mentor? Jaden. Jaden. So yeah, the first three people were uh, <laughs> All part of the Jaden tree. Uh, weird. Shout out to Jaden. Um, but talk about like, you know, you, you had your previous experience, agent, solo agent, not on a team mm-hmm. at a different brokerage in Wisconsin. Then you come over here and I feel like it's a pretty big shift from what you're yeah. used to as far as, Hey, you're on a team now. Also, we have this mentorship program. We have all these resources. Um, talk about like just being a mentee, um, and how has that process been better or maybe worse than your previous experience? Like just kind of shed some light on that. It's been a lot better than my previous experience. So, I mean, mentorship here is, it costs half as much as it did where, where I was at before. So they had a mentorship program at the previous brokerage. Yeah, but they were like just starting it, which I guess we were here too, but like, it's a lot more, what we do here is a lot more, it was a lot more planned out than it was there. It was just kind of like, Hey, this person's going to be your mentor. They're going to take a lot more than they should and yeah. gonna hopefully teach you stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just felt like I didn't learn too, too much. Like I learned a few things, but not like nowhere near the amount that I learned when I was here. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it was a big fee and just like, I don't know. I just, it wasn't the best fit. Like I just, it wasn't really worth the money at that time, but now having the mentor fee here, it's like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, like I felt like on the buy side, I 
somewhat knew what I was doing more so, but it was still like, oh, coming from Wisconsin to Minnesota, different forms. And so Jaden was really, really helpful and just like helping me get through that first one, which was really difficult. And then the next couple was just kind of more like, I like to kind of be independent. So I just kind of like did my own thing a little bit, but I'm always like, Hey, like, you know, you're the mentor, like, let's just check this offer and yeah. kind of got little pointers here and there. But I think that's all you need sometimes is, you know, you don't need somebody to hold your hand every, every mm-hmm. time. But it's just like, Hey, like, can you check this and make sure I know what yeah. I, like, I did it right? You know, like, um, I used, I did that all the time when I first got in the industry. I, as my, my dad was my manager. I mean, I'd just sit in his office and be like, okay, now what? Like, what, mm-hmm. did I do this right? And he's like, yeah, just hang out, relax. You'll be fine. I'm like, okay. You know, but yeah. sometimes you just need that reassurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like I'm working with the seller now. So it's like, it's been nice having Jaden there. Like he came for the first CMA appointment. So that was like, oh, cool. And like, well, like I run the appointment and I do 90 plus percent of the talking. It's still nice just to have him there for when I fill in the gaps. Yeah. Yep. It's like having that person to just kind of segue to the next thing is is I think the most valuable part because it's just like, you know what to do, but it like, how do you get there? Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you know, how do you navigate? So, yeah. And it was also one of those two where it was like a, you know, the listing price. I was like, Oh, that's like a different bracket from what I'm used to selling. Yeah. So it was like, it's just nice to kind of have them in there and just you know mm-hmm. to have just more to pivot off of. Where'd that one come from? The pond. So look that at that. Was, yeah, I know. That's like where everything is coming from. I mean, those appointments I set, all three of them were original pond people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's gold in that pond. I keep telling all you guys that um, because we we didn't have a pond for the longest time. Everybody had leads assigned to them forever, and then we didn't follow up appropriately. So it's like there's people that just they get taken care of, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, one night I called 30 people, eight of them picked up, and four of them went into my CRM. It's crazy. That's so you called 30 people, and you got like four legit, probably people that are going to buy and or sell with you in the next. 24 months yeah yeah if i follow up properly with them yeah and that's so quick math what is that I'm trying to do math live which is hard i don't know is that uh 10 roughly maybe eight over 10 percent. over 10 percent. four out of 30 four out of 30 yeah over 10 percent. you're right like 12 12 percent of the people that you call uh go in your pipeline i take those odds all day baby oh yeah i mean the <laughs> other day like so even when i called 44 that was i maybe added like two to my crm but it's still like one person that, you know, will probably transact in the next 12 months will be yeah. buy sell. So it's like two transactions right there. and Just from smiling and dialing. Exactly. It's like it doesn't take that long to call that many people. And it's something that, like, I was always – I always kind of, like, put it off. I was like, I don't know that I – also, we didn't really have a pond. So I was like, who do I call? I know. But now that we have the pond, it's like there's just – like you said, there's gold in there. I mean, there's – that already bought already sold pipeline is probably pretty full at this point yeah there's just so many people that end up transacting and you know sometimes they come through and they don't respond to us and they transact a month in but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that for whatever reason something happens and they don't transact for two three four years and then it's just kind of whoever gets to them at that point yeah um it's it's a great opportunity to have and when you're you know i don't think anybody loves to call people randomly like that obviously it'd be great if your phone just kept ringing and you didn't have to do anything but when you're 21 relocating from wisconsin like you know less than five transactions under your belt when you came here you don't have a giant sphere you didn't have a lot of repeat business no past clients really like there's no nothing else you can do. You just mm-hmm. keep showing up for yourself and 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 just stay in front of as many people as possible. So, 
um, that's what like being on a team will do for you, you know? Um, so, and you're taking advantage of those opportunities. Um, okay. So next, next question, talk about what your favorite parts of our team are and in one minute or less, one minute or less, uh, start the time. Cause it could go on for hours. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the culture is like a really big thing. I mean, that's something where, so where I was at before I was hands down the youngest, like youngest, youngest by a lot. Mm-hmm. Like we went out, we had a boat cruise and we all went out and like, there was five different coworkers that's like, Oh, we're going to go to the bar, but I can pretend to be your mom, like easily old enough <laughs> to be my mom. Yeah. And you know, obviously we're a lot like closer to my age here, which is nice, but just like, it's a fun loving group, but people who also like work really hard, mm-hmm. which like you don't always get that at other offices. Like we're, I think a lot more like-minded, like you kind of go out and you try to curate and pick specific people that have specific qualities. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of, creates a really good culture here and then just also just all the opportunity and training that like i wouldn't have anywhere else you know i think i think that the opportunity that we have here is like insane i think about it like all the time i know it's like what almost three thousand pond leads like that has to be seven percent of those people are going to move over the course of a year that's what 210 people Mm -hmm. that are moving over the course of a Mm -hmm. year and like if i can just get in there enough and call enough of those people and just get a small percentage of that that's changed your life that's substantial business and then yeah the I mean, the, the whole, just the resources of the team, but then the business partnerships with all the others at EXP that we have is just like, yeah, having the zoom, it's endless, mm-hmm. endless opportunities of you just like, if you're ever feeling like, I don't know what to do. Like you said earlier, if you talk to the right person, which we have at this point in our group, it's like, you can do anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. There's no opportunity that you're going to be like, I want to do this, but no one can help me do it, which is so rare. Like so most, most times early in my career, like if it's kind of outside that box of like just helping people buy and sell it, no one really could refer me to somebody. It was just like, Oh yeah, I don't know. We don't really do that. Mm-hmm. So that was tough. So now, now, um, it's this weighing, like, what do I focus on? Cause there's so many different things you can do. Yeah. You know, well, especially being at EXP, we just have so many, like what, five different ways that we make money through EXP, something like that. Um, yeah, we have, um, buy and sell in stock, rev share, buy, sell stock. Um, those are the main three ways. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, you could do mentorship. So there's another way when you have enough sales, you can like be a mentor for people at EXP. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe there's a fifth one, but whatever it is, the other three are more important probably. (laughs) Um, so yeah, there's, there's so many opportunities. Um, Okay. Uh, a couple more questions here. What has been your biggest struggle so far? So far. In your, in, like, so get past, like, the newness part. Like, we get it. When you're new, it sucks. When you're 19, it sucks. You know, you were at a brokerage, didn't have a lot of support. I get all that. What else would you would you look at as, like, a big struggle you've had? Um, I mean, in real estate, it's been just kind of learning how to like get over yourself and your own emotions and just like learning how to just get to work. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm, you know, like being on the phone, like at first, like it just used to give me so much anxiety. I like freak out and be like borderline panic attacks. And Mm -hmm. I just kind of like went, eh, you know, like actually what really helps me is I picture either you or Daniel just standing there and just saying, what are you afraid of making money? Cause I'm going to do that to you from now on. (laughs) I feel like that's something like, one of you guys would say, but it's also like, oh, you've got a point. Like, what am I afraid of really? Like, am I afraid of like calling this lead and maybe making a commission? 
That a thousand percent sounds like something I would say, but I know for a fact Dan DeRoche had to have said that to you. I don't think he ever said it. Did he not? Gosh, it just sounds like something he would have definitely said. Exactly. Well, yeah, because he's just so like matter of fact. He's like, Mm -hmm. what? Yeah. What are you you waiting for? Um, Well, now I know that I can just go up to you and motivate (laughs) you by just like waving some money in your face and be like, what what are you afraid of this? this? Um, But no, it's like, it's, yeah, it's that, that, um, the anxiety of phone calls. um, I still am not over that myself. I mean, there's, it's not, it's never pleasant to just call people you don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes people you do know, even sometimes, yeah, (laughs) people you do know. However, um, I think if you just, yeah, ask yourself the right questions, like what's the worst that's going to happen They're you know, they're just not going to need our services currently and that's okay. Not everybody needs to move, Mm -hmm. but I, I just find it motivating for me to be like, if I don't call them, who's helping them? Like, if I don't call them, are they getting, are they educated and are they uh, up to date enough on what's going on in the market to make the right decision? Like you could be letting these people down. Like at one point they, they wanted our help, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, we, we all have those tricks we play on each other. Mm-hmm. I definitely have had like that too in the past where I like I'll, I'll envision other people like saying things just to get me motivated. So, um, last question and I appreciate everybody sticking with us for 33 minutes so far. Um, what are you most excited about for 2023? It is now February. The market is on fire. Mm-hmm. It has picked up in the last week like crazy. What are you most excited about? Um, I mean, I just having my first full year in Minnesota, I think is really exciting. You know, I had like those kind of nine months, but I look at that as more of a learning opportunity, just kind of like, kind of really getting my feet underneath me and just kind of figuring out the whole Minnesota side of things and just kind of starting to create a business. And now I have all that business that I created last year that didn't transact that's coming over this year. Um, and so I've been having like good conversations with people there and, you know, inviting them to the event and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, so just like really excited for that. And then just everything that I've been creating, I've been pretty consistent with the calls since like mid December. And so like, you know, the number you always hear is it takes 90 days in real estate to see the fruits of your labor. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's going to be what mid around now or like a month from now is Mm -hmm. kind of when that's going to come to fruition a lot more. And I've got, you know, a lot of promising stuff, but I still really want to take the next 30, 60, 90 plus days and just really keep hammering it and just kind of get to a point where I feel like I'm, feel like I'm almost drowning in work a little bit just to, continually keep prospecting and pumping out numbers and stuff because in my head i can spend the next six months like just working way too much but also yes, make that's a luxury money. you have yeah <laughs> as a single attractive i'll throw out there for anybody not uh watching a uh, young man um yeah you can you don't have anybody to answer to man you can just go which is a, a really nice gift early on in your career and just knowing like how the market can be seasonal just like i don't want to I don't want to get to say October and feel like, Oh, I got to sell six more houses to hit my goal. Right. Like I'd rather, you want to have them kind of lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Like the goal is to like hit the goal and then more, but obviously like I want to set something that I felt like was realistic and achievable and something that's not going to like drive me crazy. Like if I said, I want to sell 60 houses this year, that'd be driving me crazy right now. Cause that's what, like four a month or something. (sighs) Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm excited to watch you this year for sure. Um, I know you have a lot kind of that you've been stacking up in your in your pipeline, and uh, we've just needed a market 
kind of stabilization to kind of motivate some of the people mm-hmm. and rightfully so nothing wrong with uh, people being precautious but that time is here um and so i expect you to have changed your life within the next six months um and that's very real and it's very exciting um extremely exciting because but also kind of scary to hear at the same time yeah but what are you afraid of making money I guess not. No. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I want to thank you for, you know, trusting in, in me. And, and I mean, there's a million real estate agents. There's a bunch of teams that obviously you could uh, turn to, to, to help grow your business. But, you know, it's a privilege to be a team leader and a business partner of yours. And it's just, uh, it's motivating to watch you do stuff too, where I'm like, well, shit, I should be able to do that. Like, you know, we, we motivate each other. Um, and that's the, the beauty of a true collaboration and partnership, in my opinion, is just the, the motivating quality of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but for, uh, for those of you that are still listening, um, if you are looking to buy or sell, um, or invest Nathan Atkinson, is somebody that you should definitely reach out to. He is one of the more um, calculated individuals in in the industry. He does a really good job of, of evaluating every situation. He doesn't get too emotional. He's just, you know, there to help. Um, but, yeah, he's looking to grow his business. He is uh, destined for superstardom. I got no doubt about that. And, um, you know, you can uh, get, in, get in early and be one of his uh, – his first, you know, 50 clients, which is, I mean, I got a soft spot in my heart for my first 50 clients. They're always somebody that I'll, I'll take care of and will be a part of my journey forever. So, um, with that, Nathan, um, we'll wrap up, but any last words you want to say? Uh, no, I just really want to thank you for having me on the podcast and just like, you know, just to reiterate, just being super thankful for being a part of this team, because I mean, you know, you talk about like in the next six months, I'm going to change my life. And while I feel like like I feel like I'm on the cusp of it, you know, like I've got a lot stacked for March through June. I just think like, I don't know that all that's possible if I'm not on this team kind of thing. So I just have a lot of gratitude towards you and just towards the team because it's like given me, it's given me all the tools and all the opportunity to go out and really get what I want out of life. Whereas like if I was still in Wisconsin, I I don't know that I would even be in the business at this point. Like I would. Yeah. Those damn Packer fans, man. Exactly. I would just be bartending and you know, (laughs) Well, you'd be really good as a bartender in, in Green Bay or in Wisconsin. I mean, that's what they do, right? Yeah, they drink. Just, they, they're they professional drink. drinkers. We had an event where the <laughs> college football team came out. They drank like twenty bottles in like oh two my three gosh. hours. Yeah, it was it was nuts. Yeah, hey, when you're when you're good at something, you stick to it, I guess, out there. Um, but anyway, thanks for being on the podcast, buddy. Um, for those of you listening, we will be doing another episode next week. So stay tuned and I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Reach out to the Tyler Miller team with any of your real estate needs. We'd be happy to help. See ya.